Apartments.com knows that we have been doing everything from home lately. Working from home, exercising from home, schooling from home, breakfast, lunch, and dinnering from home. You might be wishing that you were anywhere else on the planeting from home. While none of this is new for the guy who's been coming to you live from his apartment with all that extra time that you've had inside your home, you might have gained a newfound appreciation for making sure that your place is right. That's where Apartments.com comes in. Apartments.com has the most rental listings across apartments, houses, townhomes, and condos, as well as powerful search tools, so it's easy to find that special somewhere that offers exactly what you need. And thanks to its 3D virtual tours, you can now explore your potential new place from anywhere. And that includes such exotic locales as your boudoir, your walk-in pantry, your al fresco dining area, even your guest powder room if you're feeling adventurous, just about anywhere with an internet connection. So let your fingers enjoy a stroll across the nearest keyboard and visit apartments.com to start your rental search today apartments.com the most popular place to find a place hello everybody and welcome back to rob has a podcast and now here's a guy who didn't have to sign a smoking waiver to be here today I'm Puya Zan Vakili. Welcome back, everybody, to the 90 Day Fiance Recap Podcast, where today we're going to talk about 90 Day Fiance Happily Ever After Season 6, Episode 7. And of course, I can't be here on my own. Uh, Rob is gone for this week. He is still in the process of moving. But fear not, I brought back everyone's favorite doctor. Not Dr. Sadat. Nope, nope, nope. That's Dr. Liana Boris to you. Liana, how are you doing today? I am doing fantastic. I drank all my throwing wine, so you're safe with me when it comes to this conversation. <laughs> yeah. Lovely. All right. Ring that bell. Let's go. No, 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 no. That's, That's, That's I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm no more <laughs> bells for the rest of the podcast. Okay, no bell. All right. No bell. Oh, no, okay. Well, as long as there's a Nobel Prize, then I'll be here. Bells. No bell. That. Okay. okay. Oh, Good start. Strong start. For a Nobel Prize. I, I mean, uh, it's probably too no. late for me to win a Nobel Prize. I think it's in the books. I think you can do it. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, no one on 90 Day will ever win a Nobel Prize. Certainly not a Peace Prize. If there was a, a Nobel Prize for stupidity, definitely someone would win it every year from 90 Day. Yeah. But <laughs> sadly, not a category. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Is that what the order we should go in? And the nominees are. <laughs> <laughs> for the Darwin Award, starting off with Mike and Natalie. Oh my God! Yeah, they go undefeated for like eighteen years. It would be proof. Oof. <laughs> Seventeen oofs and a oh wow, that's what I would give them. Eighteen total. All right. So, well, Liana, we should have probably discussed right before we went on of uh, which couple would you like to talk about first, but we didn't. So now you just tell me which couple would you like to go with first. <sighs> okay. Well. You know, we didn't really talk much about Jovi and Yara. Was it Jovi and Yara that we skipped last time? See, it might have been, but I'm very down to go with them because I have a total of six bullet points. Yeah, that's the thing. Well, what I was going to say is that I feel like we didn't talk about them last time. And even though, yes, technically they were featured in this week's episode, (laughs) they weren't really in the episode. They really were given the finale goodbye scene treatment of a season where it's like, 
oh, I'm so sad. I'm crying. He's gone. And then they got like that somber music. And to me, it feels like we're not going to see them for another four episodes. Like, I, I cannot stress this enough. Jovi and Yara were 100% the let's add them to the list to bolst, bolst, like make the roster bigger. For the, or, yeah, for the they, but look, we've got we've got five minutes to fill. There's really not content anywhere else. You want to just throw Yara and Jovi in there? I mean, here's the thing: we might get something with with uh, Gwen, right? Because their their whole thing was, all right, it's time for Jovi to leave. But apparently, there's a hurricane coming to New Orleans, so Yara is going to have to stay with Jovi's mom, Gwen. And it was all about them dropping Jovi off at the airport, and then after this. Theoretically, Yara is going to go stay with Gwen and we're set up that there may be some potential conflict there. So I think if they're going to be featured, that's really all it's going to be. But we've seen both Yara and Gwen. I think they're fine. They're just I just don't think that there's a lot there. You know, Jovi's gone. So that butthole can't be around to to take any of the blame and any of the entertainment. Yeah, you really do not think there's going to be a long four episode arc saga about the $500 hairdryer and how to place it in a car? <laughs> not the hairdryer. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, uh, look, the one thing with them that I thought was really sweet in this episode was when they did have the goodbye, because that did remind me of us when we were doing our just few day trips together and then we had to leave when we were living apart. So that was a little know touch my heart a little bit but uh in general i thought they were quite boring yeah those goodbyes really never got easier like at all even up until the the one the last trip which was two months before i moved even that one wasn't easy it just it felt like it got worse if anything Mm, yeah i i it's look it's tough when you care about another person you want that person physically in your life of course saying goodbye to them is difficult now why yara wants jovi in her life that i can't answer for you but you know she's gonna be sad about it and i feel that good for them (laughs) good for them (laughs) yeah no honestly i i would just like to say yara the hairdryer works because your arc on this show your you two have been very dry so definitely not much left to be desired there from them they're gone i'm telling you they're not going to be back to like episode 12 i don't think we're going to see them again like (laughs) i feel like they left I, I I mean, it's tough because when one when a couple goes straight from 90 Day Fiance into Happily Ever After, I always I'm always a little skeptical because even the end of regular 90 Day Fiance is stretching it out a little bit. And so you feel like, is there really enough content? I'd rather they go away for a bit and then come back. And then I'm reinterested in their storyline. Plus, you have all the catching up of all the drama that's gone on since. So, yeah, whatever. Good riddance. Have fun, Jovi. Enjoy your work enjoy your work yeah i mean i have nothing else to add they don't have anything on the next time on so you know they're done so now it's just a matter of liana where would you like to go next well i think we talk about one of the one of the big chonkers uh so either like a like a mike and natalie or uh andre and libby you want to go with a biggin yeah let's go with the chonker i said well, you make your pick. Which one would you like to talk? Why do about? I picked? I picked. I picked. I picked. You Joe are Harris. the guest co-host. I would. I. I'm giving you the. Would you like me to just dis- make all the decisions? I'd like for this to be a collaborative effort between the two of us. I agree. I'm like the. I'm like in this instance of the conversation. I'm like Michael. I want both our opinions heard. Okay. okay so then let's go. All right. Perfect. Angela and Michael. There you go. That's how you segue, folks. Boom. Aced it. All right. 
What, what do you mean, uh, sure? Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. So what do we get with Angela and Michael? Well, we got this set up for this, and we talked about this a little bit last week with the whole thing. Oh, the doctor is actually going to not let her go through with the surgery because of the smoking thing, which I guess the other doctors either turned a blind eye to or just didn't care so much about. I don't know what the situation was, but the doctor here, the facelift doctor, nah, nah, nah. Mm-hmm. Dr. Sadat is a legend. I love this scene very much. It made me very happy. Angela really thought she could just walk in, bat eyelashes, and use Southern charm to overturn a literal life or death situation in her favor. And I'm happy that that wasn't the case. <laughs> I love that Angela's, oh, I'm just going to use my Southern charm. No, it's fine. Medical malpractice be damned. I have Southern charm. Essentially, she's the, the Blanche Devereaux of, of modern day. You know what I mean? She's, uh, she just knows what she's doing there. <laughs> Yeah, or she thinks she does is key. That's the key to know. Basically, Dr. Sadat puts it down and says, you have to stop smoking for four weeks or so. Otherwise, you are not my patient until then. I refuse to accept this. I'm not going to do it at all. Um, I'm not going to take that risk. And then Angela, you know, tries to, tries to hardball him. He doesn't budge, which I loved again. Um, and I like that. He not only puts down a smoking waiver, but literally says, we will nicotine test you when you come back. So you're not going to get away with this. Your word is no good, basically. Mm -hmm. No, I, I love the fact that he says, look, you have to stop smoking four weeks before. You have to sign this thing where you are going to owe us money if you smoke. And we're going to nicotine test you to hold you to that. Even though Angela tried to get out of it, he just, mm -mm, nope, 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 nope. Which I totally get because the way he described it, I mean, which, of course, totally makes sense. When you smoke, your blood vessels get constricted and you can't get anything through there. And so then if they're going to do the surgery, that's going to cause necrosis and a bunch of tissue damage. And it's going to be horrible, like absolutely horrible. So I 100 percent get why he's doing this. And uh, and I'm just happy that he's sticking to it with her. Yeah. And, and you do not want issues with your tissues. So this makes complete sense. Um, and I'm. 100% in support of Dr. Sadat. I love this because like Angela has pretty much ignored all of her, the rules she had to follow for her recovery. I think she did a decent job on the food stuff. It seems like she was able to quit sodas, which was a big thing for her. But ultimately, this is one that she's unable to break. And obviously, as someone who has done this, who has quit smoking, it is not easy. I'm well aware of this, but also, signed up for this you know what you have to do and it makes complete sense that they're not going to like just because you're like i'm okay with the risk they're not okay with the risk and i'd like that they weren't okay with it. Mm -hmm. you know how michael obviously doesn't want her to get the facelift but if you remember from their first season michael also wanted her to stop smoking and so i was kind of mm -hmm. thinking it like that meme where there's the two buttons and then it's like Angela stop like Angela stops smoking but gets the facelift versus she doesn't get the facelift but keeps smoking and he's sweating trying to decide which button to press. Which one do you think he would pick? Oh gosh. It's so we see later on the conversation with his family, right? And 
obviously the whole baby thing is important and saving that money if they need it for a surrogate or something like that. Uh, Part of me honestly feels like he would pick keep smoking, but just save the facelift money. Yeah, no, I could see that. I could see that. Um, I don't know. I feel like he, because the biggest priority to him, and this is something we learned over the last season they were on. I believe it was the last halfway ever after. He wants a child more than anything in the world. Michael wants to be a father. And I think that's his ultimate goal. And he will do anything for that to happen. So that's definitely something I think he'll prioritize over anything else. Mm-hmm. Right. And so if the money allows him to do that, then that's because obviously Angela's not, she, she, she's not going to have a baby, right? <laughs> so it makes I mean, sense we for went them to save a the whole money. season of that. Yeah, there's no world where that's happening. <laughs> She's she just needs <laughs> she can tote it. I got your egg. If I got your egg, I could tote it. Okay, Angela. Sure. Uh, tell that to the poor Uber driver that you're sitting with while you're smoking oh in his car. I could. Oh yeah, I genuinely could not believe. I thought. I I don't even know how that would happen. You can't select an Uber being like, hey, is this a smoking Uber? <laughs> this is the non-smoking versus the smoking section of the Uber. That's not a thing, right? No, no, that's definitely not a thing. You can't even order an Uber with like a, yeah, can I check the smoking? No, that's not a thing. Um, I The only instance where this has happened for me is I remember once I was having a smoke. I was waiting for an Uber and then the Uber showed up. And I had not finished smoking. And he was like, yo, you can just keep smoking in the car. You don't have to put it out. I was like, are you sure? He's like, yeah, do you have an extra? I was like, yeah. He's like, okay, that's fine. Come in. Uh, and then oh. I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Um, But I also, I don't really enjoy smoking in a confined space. Like, you know, I need the open yeah. air. Um, It's, yeah. So maybe, maybe, uh, maybe she cleared it. You know, Angela, she's just the. She used her southern charm, dude. That's what happened. That's right. Oh, yeah. Uh, It didn't, it was all built up, right? Because it didn't work on the doctor. So she just used it all on the (laughs) Uber driver. Sure. She's like, they, um, they didn't, he wasn't listening to me. He wasn't budging. So I had to put the southern charm on him. Boom. (laughs) Okay. Did you understand in the fight that she got in with Michael in the car? Yeah, so my understanding is we later get the clarification. Basically, she's mad because Michael is not being supportive and does not care about her struggling, which Mm -hmm. I initially in that moment thought we didn't even hear Michael speak. How are you mad at him already? And then later in the later scene, when we get the Michael time and Michael straight up says to his aunt, yeah, I'm giving her the silent treatment. Which was like, mm-hmm. okay, now I see that's what she's upset with. Cause I think it's a combination of, well, like, you know how Angela is. She probably felt bad initially, like, oh, like Michael, I, like, I want Michael to be okay with all, I want him to support me. And then like four minutes when I was like, you know what? Forget Michael. I don't care about him. He's annoying. Yeah. He's pissing me off. Michael pisses me off. He doesn't respect me. And like, she like always goes on that like downward trajectory of everything snowballs and then becomes this big thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's typical, Angela. And then also just overreacting before she can even hear anything from Michael. I don't blame him <laughs> for giving no, him the silent treatment. <laughs> I don't blame him either because Angela does this thing where she literally um, 
gets mad. Other people like do not budge to her. She gets mad and then takes it out on Michael. It happens all the time. And I'm not specifically talking about this example because it's very clear that Michael does not support the surgery. So it's not like she's wrong. But the problem mm-hmm. for me is that based on other stuff we've seen in the past, she just, she constantly, you know, berates him. And I don't love that, especially because I know, cause we saw the scene with, with, um, Michael and his aunt and they're talking about, um, what, you know, the role of a husband and the role of a wife is in a relationship back in Nigeria for them, mm-hmm. for their, um, upbringing. And he's not, he's like deviated from that. He said, I don't want that. I don't want to have all control. All I want is for us to have a collaborative experience and have equal say in what's happening. And Angela makes all the decisions without me. So I feel like, yes, he's definitely because the show has told us. And I think we can at this point confirm he mm-hmm. has been anti her doing the cosmetic surgeries, even though they're for herself. But mm-hmm. I think what we learned here is that it didn't seem like they ever discussed this properly. Like she had made the decisions without him because she talked about this at the reunion last time. But then also when they got married, they agreed to, to have their finances be one. Like they united their finances, which then to me changed it a little bit. Okay. That was news to me. Did Same. you know, I didn't know that, that from before that they had merged their finances? Because no. yeah, I mean, that's the thing is that when. You, you make a, essentially you make an agreement that all of the resources are going to go into a pool. And then it is up to the couple, the two of you, the family, whatever, to decide how that pool gets used. So if one party wants to go blow that pool of money on whatever, it doesn't matter what that thing is. If it is Mm -hmm. indeed elective, I mean, then of course that's going to cause an issue. And the fact that she's not talking about it with Michael or they're not making a decision. I mean, if it's his, you know, $25,000 or even, you know, I mean, their $25,000, that makes a big difference. I mean, for me, I thought it was, oh, well, it's her money that she's gotten probably through the 90 day franchise. Fine. Like, what's the problem? But this definitely makes the situation a little bit more murky. Yes, because I do think, um, again, I would like to try and reference some of the stuff in the past for anyone who's jumped in from the last season of 90 and has is meeting them for the first time. Last season, their entire story arc was Michael wants a baby, but Angela has the following conditions. Well, Angela's found out she cannot carry the baby herself. Um, she doesn't have any. Was it she had one egg is what she used to say. I mean, she, okay, so she saw, she got an ultrasound in Nigeria, uh, to which they said that she had a single egg left. Then when she came back to the United States and saw a different doctor, they had a different prognosis for her, which eliminated the ability for her to essentially to have children. So it was a, it was a little bit back and forth about whether or not she could carry the baby if she got an egg from donated, which she had asked her daughter to donate an egg, which her daughter refused. But I think, I think the last place we left it is that they would have to get a surrogate. Yes. And, and the further conditions there were that Angela will only accept a surrogate if it's her daughter. Right. Cause she was not willing to, or it has to be her daughter's egg. At the right. very least. I think so. I think that sounds right to me. Yeah. So like all these there's and like adoptions out of the question. Um, so all of these things were put there. So obviously Michael to Michael's per point of view, he's like agreed with all of this stuff. But then when Angela wants to do something, Michael cannot get his opinion heard. 
So then now he's dealing with that by giving her the silent treatment. And Angela doesn't take any silent treatment from anybody because she can't handle that. Ugh. She does not love that. So mess. they're a hot mess. <laughs> mess. Yeah, this is big mess. Because now, <laughs> well, immediately also she's what? At this point, we know she's smoked at least one cigarette in the episode. And the next time on, she's smoking a couple more. So every she's time get she smokes one, though. Oh my God. I'm not ready for the hypnotism at all. Oh my God. I'm kind of excited. <laughs> I'm curious how it's going to go. I'm curious how it's going to go. Um, well, they're going to spend the whole episode on it. We'll never know if it worked or not until several episodes later. But, you know, <laughs> look, it's going to be yeah. a fun ride. Well, every time she smokes one, she goes, she has to reset the, the four weeks, right? So to me, right. this is more of a detriment if you really do want this surgery. But, yeah. What do you mean? Oh, she can't get the surgery unless she's four months. Oh, well, yeah, 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 of course. Right. So, every, I mean, everything that she has definitely delays it, at least an element. But it seems like she wants to take an action to try to stop completely, which mm. if the hypnotism works, go for it. That Let's see. Yeah, we'll see. It. <laughs> we'll see. OK, so that was a, a big one we talked about. How about we go over real quick and, and talk about Kalani and Aswelu? Okay. So, first of all, it's never a good sign when you get introduced into the episode 50 minutes in. Usually a bad sign. Um, don't love <laughs> or that. Or it just, you. well, it, you know what? That's actually, okay. It could go either way. It could be a good sign, meaning you don't have a lot of drama, like Yara and Jovi. Or it could mean that you're forgettable. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Well, I don't know. I feel like so their whole storyline here this week is basically so well, first of all, we find out Oswaldo got in a bad accident. Um, was it a T bone situation? Yes. Uh car accident, and then Kalani realizes in this moment with this near like bad accident, like this experience, she realizes she really loves him and does not want him out of her life. So that puts her into that gear. And then also now Asuelu has been tipped off by Lo that divorce is on the mind. So he's also working on it. So now they're taking the kids to mini golf, which immediately me and you both love mini golf. So this was a lovely, <laughs> lovely watch. I did enjoy this. It was mini golf 3D and 2D, you could say. No, we cannot say. I, okay. I don't like that insinuates that we didn't mini golf until holy moly. But well, we mini golf long before Holy Moly. We, I mean, we've had a mini golf rivalry since we met. We have. Oh, uh, I yeah. don't even know who's in the lead anymore. I'm. A, I think it's you're me. in the lead. It's me. It's fine. My lot though. Yeah, it's yeah. Fine. yeah. Sure. But the thing, the thing that was interesting to me was the fact that the car accident essentially caused this aha moment for Kalani and Oswaylu, and that mm. both of them sort of realized. Okay, yes, we actually, we need each other. Kalani gets pretty emotional about this. We'll see how long this lasts. I mean, I hope for their sake that this is something that is truly transformative. I mean, unfortunately, the Oswalu had to go through that, right? But if, you know, you subscribe to the idea that everything happens for a reason, he is safe, he seems to be well physically, and if this could set them on the path of working out their relationship, that would be a very, a very good thing, I think, for the two of them. Yeah, I would think so as well. I see. I appreciated Oswelu making this gesture of planning a getaway for himself and Kalani to we didn't find out the location of it, but it was going to be an amazing, fantastic place. 
hot tub with the bubbles. And then he said, and I'm quoting that he wanted them to share our, they want to share our energy from our blood and our bones together is what they're going to do. Sounds like some Harry Potter <laughs> thing, right? Like the, bo- what was it? The bone of the. No, that, what, the, the blood of the. That revived the spoiler. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Oh, sorry. No. Oh, okay. I, I no, 100% do not is... think that's what it is. Okay. Well, the only thing that I could hear from Oswaylu planning this whole trip was that he wants to make some dinner and eat some pussy cat. <laughs> you just without warning just gonna say that huh you're gonna go ahead and well, do that I, well i think it's relevant it's a it's a so this is why i really liked Oswaylu from the very first season that they were in is because he always had these uh you know and uh, look it's i'm not making fun of him because of his that you know english is his second language or third language it's just really fun and funny and creative the way that he uses language so, like he said when he was riding a bike that his boo hole hurt. That's hilarious. <laughs> the fact that he wants to make some dinner and eat some pussycat. That's hilarious. Hmm. No? All right. You're not a fan? Right. I mean, I'm not not a fan. I just, it's it's shocking when you just like say it with no warning. I'm just in shock. Why? I don't know because I feel like we're like we're speaking in a podcast setting, so I don't expect to hear you say that. Whereas if we were just hanging out and you you said it, I wouldn't be surprised. Ah, <laughs> uh, I see, I see. Okay, 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 okay. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Well, anyway, we can jump into the other part of it, which is the fact that even though they're planning this trip, still Kalani wants to bring her mom Lisa and the kids which I get the kids are really young and so I mean it sounded like she still needed to to care for the kids in some way but then Lisa could take care of the kids while so so to give us Waylo and Kalani some of their alone time which I think is good ultimately so I think that what Kalani had said in the past right was hey I would like for you to be more romantic I want us to go here do this do that stuff like that right which is a great gesture. That's a, that's great. That's lovely. We 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 love that. Um, I do think that Aswelu thought this would be a grand gesture. A getaway is exactly what they get away from the kids. I think if he had just planned some dinner dates and movie nights, even she would have been cool with it because she wants that alone time with him. So the getaway is a great gesture, and I'm sure she loves it. But she also recognizes the kids have to be somewhat nearby or with us. So mom should come with us to take care of the kids and. Aswelu does not have a good experience with Lisa, the um, Kalani's mom, because of that scene we saw, which if that scene was supposed to make me feel bad for Aswelu, it didn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was like, oh, yeah, I forgot how embarrassingly horrible Aswelu was to Kalani in front of her mom here. That's how I felt. So not a good scene. No, I think that was supposed to be the takeaway. <laughs> I think, it, I mean, it was supposed to remind us because I had also completely forgotten about that. The really bad interaction that they had had on that trip to California, which understandably they would both kind of have some traumatic feelings about. But look, when you marry someone, unfortunately or fortunately, you also marry their family. And because Kalani is so close with her parents and they, you know, are interacting so closely with one another, I think part of the rebuilding of their relationship is not only for Oswelu and Kalani to rebuild, but also for Oswelu to build that relationship with Kalani's family. I co sign. I co sign this. I don't think there's anything else really left 
Um, I do have an all caps eat some, but you've already said it twice. So I don't mm-hmm. need to say it. You said it. We're good. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it? Eat some what? Pussycat. That's it's that not, Tom just, Jones song. Yeah, exa- that's exactly what it is. You just, I just, yeah, you just say it. It's wild. It's wild. Hey, everybody, Rob here, and I'm going to get you right back to Puya and Liana talking about 90 Day Fiance Happily Ever After in just a moment. But first, I want to take a moment and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. Those are our friends at BetterHelp Online Therapy. May was Mental Health Awareness Month, and all throughout June, Rob as a podcast is proud to join the cause of destigmatizing therapy. It's very important. Now, if you're struggling with relationships or having difficulty sleeping or difficulty meeting your goals, if you're feeling anxious or stressed, and God knows I have been over these last couple of weeks, uh, BetterHelp counselors can listen and can help. BetterHelp can assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online therapists have a broad range of expertise that may not be locally available in your area their service is available for clients worldwide you log into your account anytime and just send a message to your counselor you can schedule weekly video phone or even live chat sessions BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. So many people have been using BetterHelp that they're even recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Our listeners get 10% off their first month of online therapy at BetterHelp.com slash R-H-A-P. That's BetterHelp.com slash R-H-A-P. So, What's more wild, though, is next week they're going to go to a sex shop. Oh, I'm, I'm really excited for this. I always love it when they visit sex shops because, one, they have to interact with the poor workers that are stuck there. And two, it's just always a great time for, for, for jokes and for laughs. I can't wait. Do you say for junks? For, jo- <laughs> for jokes. Oh, okay. It was like because okay. I feel like the majority of the time anyone goes to a lingerie shop or a sex shop or something, there's always some fun, funny interactions that come out of it. Oh, like on TV, you mean, or in real life? Uh, well, I mean, I can only speak for my personal experiences, but I would say more often I'm talking about on 90 Day Fiance specifically. Yes, I agree. 90 Day Fiance specifically. And it feels like lately, the last like couple of years, there's at least one couple, one scene a year, a season where they're. <laughs> oh at a my God. Shop. What was the uh, baby girl, Lisa? Was she the one who brought the. No, it was Laura. Oh my God. They all look the same. Yes. The, like, so older the, women Laura was the one who went to Qatar, right? Yes. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. She oh was the God. one who he was, took the toy. He was pretty cute the whoever her partner was but like didn't he he like didn't want yeah oh my gosh that was a yeah, whole he that took was so it funny. he took it as an offense he took it as an offense that she needed a toy he was right. like why do you need that am i not good enough sorry bro she, no yeah i think he she threw it out but didn't actually throw it out and secretly kept it or something yeah Oof. yeah she she did Oof. the old fakey um Love it. like Ooh, oh yeah it's in the bin not in the bin <laughs> but yeah, we'll see how these two how these two go about it. I'm keen to hear us. Like you said, Aswelu does have a way of describing things that no one else really does mm-hmm. do, which is great. Um, but yeah, we'll see how that goes next week. Mm, very excited. Yes, we, we do love that. All right. So now back to you. Who would you like to speak on next? Let's go with 
Tiffany and Ronald. Tiffany and Ronald. All right. All right. So what about Tiffany and Ronald? They're your favorites. So you got to you got to take it over. I I wouldn't call them my favorites. I'm just rooting for them because especially because of Daniel. And like I said last week, I just I want them to work out. I'm nervous that they're not going to work out. Although this episode, I would say, is both a step forward and then three steps back for them because we get the follow-up of Tiffany having lunch with her dad finally reveals to dad about Ronald's past that he's had a problem with gambling but he has it under control now obviously the dad is upset and has a little bit of elements of second guessing but still ultimately agrees to sponsor Ronald in part because of the relationship that Ronald has with Daniel, which is so evident. I mean, it comes through the TV. I'm sure in person, it's even stronger. And I'm ultimately happy that the dad is willing to go through with it. I agree. I agree. I think that the one thing that has been a bright spot in their relationship is the way Daniel looks up to Ronald and the way Ronald cares for Daniel. So, and, and their daughter as well, of course. So that is one thing that is very much clear to me. And this was great. This was a great start for them. This episode, I felt very good for them. I felt like everything was looking up, but then she goes to the lawyer's office. I mean, we knew this wasn't going to be great, but this, this on, this was worse, I think, than I expected. Because if, if, okay, if we had a call, I'm just putting myself in Tiffany's shoes. If we had a call with a lawyer and we were preparing for your visa interview and you called in, laying down on a couch, vaping with your party lights on in the background. Yeah, I wouldn't be happy either. I'll tell you this. I, I think there is no person in my life who I've really been on a call with where I've laid down like that on camera ever anyone. And this is like, I've, I've called with you a bunch. I've called with my best friends a bunch. Like no, no one has seen me in this state. So I couldn't believe what the immigration lawyer saw him in this state. Like, okay. So here's the thing. Laying down is one thing. Cause like he wasn't, he wasn't like full Akiva. He wasn't like full horizontal. He was still leaning up, right? It was like a loungy, which right. is fine. Be comfortable. You're at home. You get to be comfortable. That's cool. But the RGB lighting, which was weird to me, like what was that? <laughs> Couldn't you switch that off? And then the vaping. I immediately thought, yo, you could just do this in 15 minutes. Like you're not, this isn't a four hour seminar. Like you're fine. So. <laughs> okay. So wait, order, order of worst thing to do to. To least worst thing to do, I guess, in, in your eyes. So you would put the party lights are the worst, then the vaping, then the laying down. So on a, so for me, if I'm the, if I'm the Ronald, right? If I'm the Ronald, um, I would say probably the laying down is the worst thing, then the RGB, then the vaping. Cause like I'm not noticing, I'm just vaping. It's not a big deal. And you're not in the room. So you're not feeling it. I think from a, viewer like from the receiver perspective like the tiffany perspective i think the vaping's worse because it inherently looks like you're not paying attention even though it's like your mouth is doing that work and you are paying attention it looks like you are not paying any attention and mm -hmm. and then i've seen vape smoke it 
is a lot of smoke. Like the the exhale on a vape is like 15 times the smoke of a cigarette smoke. So it that would cover up the entire screen. You would not be able to see Ronald. <laughs> Ronald could exhale and then leave the room and say he did a magic trick. I was like, going to say that, have. that's part of his strategy for the interview. He's just going to try <laughs> to bring his vape and then hopefully he can escape in the middle and steal a visa on the way out. <laughs> so for you, which ones can you rank them of like worst to least worst? I think uh, the va- the vaping, if there's a lot of smoke, is pretty bad. Otherwise, I would say mm-hmm. the lying down. I think for me, the, the lights are the least important part, but it definitely they doesn't just don't help. look great. You know what it. I mean? Yeah, the lights are, but, yeah, the lights don't help the professional, quote, professionalism, but right. also they could just be bad lighting. Like, that's fine. There's, there's some situations where having no light is worse, right? So that's not, I'm not as mad as that at that. It's just mm-hmm. the whole screamed unprofessional which is exactly great if especially if you are going in with the mentality of i want this to be a mock interview like when we go because we did a call with uh, an immigration lawyer one time right before we got our approval mm-hmm. and i mean we were it was on one of our trips we were both in the same room but we were both on zoom and i'd like to think we conducted ourselves to our highest of professional i was wearing not professional attire but like everything else was good Sure. Yeah. The, again, it's, I think it's all about the way that you present yourself to the immigration attorney is really important. And even though this is uh, obviously just a practice, I think, like you said, going through the motions kind of mentally prepares you for when you actually have to go and do the interview for real. But I don't know. It's tough because the combination of that, the fact that he just rambled a lot in his answers, said more than he needs to. He really wasn't prepared for a lot of the questions. He didn't. It felt like he didn't put any thought into how he would answer these really tough, really difficult questions when it comes to the interview. And then on top of that, the phone call that Tiffany has with Ronald, where he just sounds like he doesn't care. He's like, well, it's fine. You can come live in South Africa. It's fine. You can come live in South Africa where he doesn't know yet. But she's she's not going to do that. Yeah. So for me, when it came to these interviews, it didn't matter whether me and you were talking about the application, whether I was talking about it with friends, whether I was talking about it with the lawyer, whether I was talking about it at the interview itself. I always answered it seriously because I wanted to maintain that level of energy and and language when I spoke about it, because it was important Mm -hmm. for me that if I'm speaking about it, I'm constantly repeating it in the way that I need it to be explained because I've heard the horror stories of one wrong vocabulary use and you can get denied one mistake on an answer and you can get denied. So I know Mm -hmm. how crucial this is. So it's not a joke to me. And like, I know how long the process is. And I know if we fail it, we want to redo it. That's literally resetting back to zero. That is not an easy path to take. And that's me and you both being like, Young adults who do not have children involved. They have two children involved between them and they do not want to miss out on, like, he doesn't want to miss out on his children growing up. So to me, it's, it's very negligent of him to not be putting in that focus. But I 100% think it's, it's half that he's not really prepared himself. And the other half is that false bravado. Of, I've got this. It's an interview. I'm a, again, I'll use my, my charm. I'll get through it fine. It'll be easy. I'll explain to them. Listen, this is how it goes in South Africa. Like, no, you, mm-hmm. you do not have that kind of time in these interviews. Like, they really are asking you more of a verification style question, not a open ended. So philosophically speaking, have you been arrested? Like, that's not how it's going to fly. Plus, the people at the consulate live in South Africa. 
Right. right so they're going to know. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they live there. Okay. Ronald, I don't know where you think you're going, but they're there. I guess mm-hmm. Ronald just feels like he could use his Southern African charm. Does that work? Nice. Is that well done. Angela called? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. It's a good callback. Good call. You mm-hmm. did well. You did well. Mm-hmm. I tried. <laughs> yeah. I, I do think the other thing is obviously that confidence that I don't care what happens because one way or another, Either I live there or they live here. So I, it's not a life or death. You know, it's not a, I will lose them if I don't pass. He's not right. thinking of it that way. Which, Tiffany, come on. I'm really frustrated with her not telling him what the truth of the situation is. Because, yeah, of course it's going to cause problems. But if that's your truth and y'all are actually going to try to have a relationship together, you have to be honest. And even if it's uncomfortable and you feel like, oh, it's going to cause less problems. No, you need to tell him. I mean, she's hoping for the pie in the sky where, well, he gets approved, he comes and then ta-da, it's over. But he could one day later on down the road say, okay, well, you know, uh, the kids are all grown up. I'd love for us to move back to South Africa. She doesn't want to do it. It causes more problems. She just needs to be honest with him. I think that that might be, like, you. no one wants to ultimatum anybody, and no one wants to be in a position where they they have that hard talk. But I do genuinely think an ultimatum might be exactly what Ronald needs to Mm -hmm shape up and do it because ultimately if she says listen there is no world where this is happening where i'm going to bring the kids over i don't want to live there and if we have to go through the thick of it i will fight to keep them here with me i think ronald would then push to do better with this right surely uh I, yeah i can imagine i just i couldn't picture us being in that situation because we talked about it right that my job here was the priority and you could live anywhere so the goal is for you to come here but well, if you did get denied then we were well, open I, to the possibility right go ahead sorry well we were open to the possibility of me finding a job in canada because i had already looked into immigrating to canada and because of my because of my outstanding record i'm a model citizen i could have gone straight into the pool for the visa well for for us it was different because i from the beginning said i know that you are someone who prioritizes your work and it's very important to you and your career is very important to you and the path you have optimally chosen for yourself optimally optically no optimally optimally chosen for yourself the like i wanted you to have your first priority and your first uh, or your first choice and your first choice would be this path and i was like okay that's fine with me because i'm not bound by my job i'm not bound by that so i'm fine but if i was to get rejected i did fully believe that you would like come to me or move to canada but then my thing there was that i would still not be happy with you having to take your next choice. I wanted you to have your first choice, but it would have been different for us, obviously, because again, like we would have made it work. Well, yeah, I mean, sure. But what I'm trying to say is that if I was in Tiffany's position and there was no way I was ever going to move to Canada, I would tell you if, if I, if I had to put my foot down and say, look, I've worked so hard for this. I really need to stay in the United States for X, Y, Z reasons. I don't know what they would be because I, I, I would be fine, right? That's what I'm saying. It's, it's a little tough to do the comparison. But if it wasn't that situation where I had to stay here, I, I would tell you as tough as that I conversation would, would be. You'd have to. You'd owe it. Yeah, to exactly. Me, right? That's like, what I'm saying. You owe it to the relationship. That's yeah. what I'm saying. And that's why it's frustrating with Tiffany because 
Ugh, they're both frustrating. Oh my god. Ugh. No, 90 Day Fiance is basically people um like recycling old gender roles on each other and then withholding information and not sharing <laughs> with each other conversations they need to have. That's basically the show. It's, like there's it's, literally <laughs> it's just a loop and dances and line dancing of that those three things over and over again. I think my favorite thing is always the promo well where it's like, oh, but there's this thing that I haven't told my partner. And that happens mm-hmm. all the time. I love it. I love it. Yeah, if you watch a promo, the I'm not told them this thing and they're going to flip out is one. This is basically make or break for us. That's the other <laughs> one. See, we could have been on 90. We know the catchphrases that we have to use in order to be on the TV. But I don't want to be made into a meme. And trust me, I would be the one out of the two of us that would be made into a meme. No, I would hate it would be. Yes, I think I would end up in the physical memes of it all. And then you would end up being in the thing she said (laughs) memes of it all. I would get a bunch of hate posts about me. I think that what I would probably try to do is try to troll like as much as possible. So, for example, I would wear the same shirts with the cutout shoulders right or try to throw in as many little easter eggs as possible it's when a super fan goes on survivor i would be a super fan on 90 day but you would be that would be like you you laugh at it now realistically speaking that's the worst thing you could do because the minute the heat is on both of us like and and the super fans are coming in full force you would have regretted all of that and it would have been yeah and we've and it's like, because you would be like see see it's a nod to y'all it's a nod to they're like no you're just this way and then you're like, oh, I have to prove it now. And then no one's going to believe us. It's it's a hot mess. Okay. I feel like the way I'm going to do nods to the super fans is a little different than what you're envisioning. I don't imagine anything would necessarily get me into trouble. But look, we're, we're past that. We're past that. No, no. You literally want to wear the same outfits just to like get memed. And they're like, wow, look, she wears the same old thing. But then you're, I'm assuming you're going to want to like take credit for that. No. They're just nods to other things on the show. You know, uh, it's not, it's not the important. Good news we're is, we're the be, good news um, is we're never going to be there because I would never agree to it. I would hate Yeah, this. I know, I, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. All right. Okay. Let's talk about Brandon and Julia because literally nothing happens. So. I, the, the <laughs> whole, oh, is it green? Why is it green? Bothered me so much. But yeah, so. Ron and Betty on the patio. Here come Brandon and Julia. They've brought this letter. She's not opened it, waiting for Brandon to show up to open it, which I would have opened it on site. This is, I just need to know. I need to know. I can't just sit there with this letter waiting. I'm sorry. You would have missed out on the letter opening, Liana, if you weren't home, for sure. I think I did. You know what? It's possible, but also, did we know it was happening? Because the thing is, Liana gets a digest which is an email where she gets like scanned copies of what's coming in the mail that day so i think you knew it was coming already it's not like i could have surprised you yeah come on usps daily digest i love it but here's the crazy thing i'm pretty sure all of this is out of order because she okay let's just go through they got they married around the same time we did right oh god it's murky maybe i think so so during the pandemic so yes 
at the very least yeah, around that couple months during. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's around the same time, maybe plus or minus a couple months. Yes. She got they the Julie or um Brandon's mom, I don't know how she described it, but essentially what she received is her EAD card, which is the work authorization card. And exactly it's, like she described, it's where she can work and travel it for in emergencies. Yeah. It it and, the card doubles as a work authorization card and advanced parole, which is what you can use to re-enter the country should you travel while not having your permanent residency, aka green card. Correct. It doesn't mean that you, if you leave the country while your permanent residency application is still pending, it means you abandoned it, but this allows you to travel without that. Anyway, whatever. Not important. The whole point is, is that the timeline of everything goes, you get your EAD card, then you do your interview, then you get your green card. So it's very odd to me that they showed us doing her green card interview then she gets the EAD card, and then I guess she'll get the green card later? I mean, maybe. Yeah. I guess it's technically possible, depending on the processing times of each of the um, the local offices, but that seems so wild to me, because you got your EAD card in what, November? November. Yeah. yeah, November, and then you had your interview in uh, April. 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 Yeah, months yeah. later. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. All of this um, makes sense in that... Um, like it makes sense why there's sense that it surprise. doesn't make sense. Right. Yeah. No, I, I 100% think they moved the interview because if they just had, Oh, this thing came in the mail, there's no delivery there. There's no setup there. Like we, you and I know what the procedure is because we went through it. Most mm -hmm. people don't know. So the added intrigue of, Oh my God, I don't know how the interview went. We'll have to wait and find out. And Oh, the letter came in the mail. Cause if the interview happened and then you get your EAD, that is either they put it out of order or they got super unlucky with, with the delivery system. I guess so. I just feel like they, what, they wouldn't even bother. I mean, unless she didn't get approved. What do you but mean? then I feel like we would hear that she got a firm denial. I don't know. Whatever. It's just no, it's, it's, it, it doesn't make sense. No, you are bothered because again, you've gone through the system. I think most people wouldn't <laughs> have know. noticed unless you said something. <laughs> Literally the point one percent of people that care, and I'm just so frustrated. Especially as someone who also likes things orderly and likes logistics. <laughs> this is something that really frustrated me. Yeah, Liana loves logistics, and I, I love I, logistics. I love optimizing my time. I love optimizing work efforts. It's my favorite thing in the whole wide world. Yeah, I don't. I'm like super it. fun at parties. <laughs> Liana likes to Tetris everything. And I'm like, yo, Tetris is fun here and there. Not all the time. It's true. Can't I am. Do it. Yeah. But I well, guess their big other thing was this whole second wedding nonsense. I mean, this is, this is where I know when Rob is watching the show, he'll be like, Oh, here we go, baby. We're back at it again with Ron and Betty. Like he's been waiting for this since episode eight of 90 day, mm -hmm. because this is basically, you know, Typical Ron and Betty BS where they want them to have a celebration because I thought it was very cute the way the, the whole all four of them hugged and they were excited for them. I love that. But it was very obvious to me that they want they want to have that wedding celebration with like all the families, right? Mm -hmm. With all the people there. And Brandon and Julia are calm. They don't want it. I think it's very smart of Julia because Julia is like, if we're going to do a second wedding, it's going to be in Russia. Because if they do this wedding ceremony thing here again, like a party, then I think it might be, she'd be in a place where she's like, well, I'm not going to have a third one. Right. So mm -hmm. that's where they're, that's what she's thinking. So ultimately I like her approach of it. I like that Brandon also, I'm not shocked, does not care, which is very 
quintessential Brandon behavior. So, of course, he doesn't care. And that leaves us really with Ron and Betty who have this agenda. And then they say, okay, so you know what? How about if we did like just like a little cake and we'll do it like we'll do Ron's birthday and then we'll just like, you know, do a little segment with you, a little cake, something. They're like, no. And they're like, okay, how about like a little bit of like a little bit of, you know, like a toast? What about a toast? And even then they were like, I guess we'll do a toast, but that's fine. Nothing else. Mm hmm. I love the line, we'll do our best to respect your wishes. I that, hear that from, <laughs> from, from Ron and Betty, and I hear, F you, we're doing what we want. Yeah, that line from Ron and Betty is pretty much like, it's sweet that you think we're going to listen to you. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's not going to happen. I mean, I, and I love that the next time on shows us this, that they, of course, overstep their boundaries all the way through. And are literally going to do something that they didn't want. And I'm, you know what? I'm happy about that. Because Brandon and Julia's segments have been very boring. This spices it up for me. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm okay. Right. I'm okay with this. I'm excited for some more drama, hopefully, from them. And it's always, it's always great when you get Ron and Betty going at the kids. Absolutely. I agree with that. I agree with that. Does that leave us with anything else here? Does there anything else that stuck out to you real quick? No, I'm good. All right. Well, then that leaves us with. Oh, my God. Are we down to the last couple already? We have Mike and Natalie and Andre and Libby. Oh, we are not down to the. We have two. The two big ones left. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. Okay. So then let's go with. You know what? I feel like everything is telling me to go with Mike and Natalie last, but I would like to get them out of the way here because they infuriated me so much that I don't want to leave on a sour note. Okay, sounds good. All right, so you were the first person to talk about you! this. Because I saw... Soldier boy, tell him. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this is what I mean. Is like if you did this off podcast, I'd be like, "That's funny," but then I'm like, "Are we not on a? Po I forget we're on a podcast." <laughs> I know because we just talk about these people, so it makes it makes sense. All right, Mike and Natalie. Mike and Natalie. Yeah, Let's you go. set it up. You set it up. Oh, okay. They, all right. So, well, we obviously, they're still there for Thanksgiving. We actually finally get Thanksgiving in this episode, which is nice, but there, there's some, some fun little bubbling, uh, stressors before we get there. The first one is, of course, creating the proper woodpile. Did you know that you need to make a nice flat layer when you start the proper woodpile? It, it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta cross stack it on the ends. Make sure it doesn't bust out the sides. That's how you make that wood pile. Good wood pile. Good wood it's pile. Wood pile. Yeah. Solid wood pile. <laughs> and of course, there's tension to make the wood pile because, of course, there's tension between Natalie and Trish. And Mike is doing nothing to help the situation. In fact, he's Mike probably only hurting the situation. Wants turkey dinner. Mike wants turkey dinner. Mike is only here to eat turkey and do nothing. And he's doing that perfectly. He does not give a damn what happens between his mom and his wife. And it's brutal, right? It's absolutely brutal because Natalie's up to her same petty stuff she was doing before with Mike, where it's pot shots, pot shots, pot shots. Trish, no stranger to Mike's toxic behavior, does the Mike stuff as well with the pot shots right back. And it just, it just, it was a sea of uncomfortable. It was like, if uncomfortable was the turkey, 
gravy was the toxicity and then the borscht was ron the na- the roommate who was also there this episode <laughs> ron yeah mike uh, mike is there to take pot shots and stack wood and he's all out of wood if you know what i'm saying it's just it was it's it, i mean it's continuing to be uncomfortable of course i think natalie we we've seen her over the course of these episodes since she has been with trish just slowly each step of the way lose a little bit more of her sanity and her patience because this episode i felt like like you said she was really just she just wasn't having it like they bought her something to replace there was something she needed for her dish for the borscht that she didn't have instead of celery root yeah but that was weird because parsley like the little leaves right of parsley because they bought her like like, turnips or something i don't know it felt weird it felt like a weird choice and then of course there was the very weird did trish call her a hooker and then also what was the weird thing where she mike came into can you explain this to me mike came into the kitchen and natalie said get out because you always want to touch the bleep it was a it was a five liver word are we yeah, talking? I swear we talked talk about, about it earlier. Okay, okay, that's what I thought. Earlier. That's yes, what I thought, but I wasn't sure. And I thought that was very odd. It was just very, I was very uncomfortable. I mean, I literally have in my notes, I am so uncomfortable. <laughs> I want to okay. leave. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't even invited to Thanksgiving and I wanted to leave their Thanksgiving. That's how uncomfortable it was. It was the worst Thanksgiving I've seen in a long time and i've spent many thanksgivings alone so do, do you think do you think that trish actually called natalie a hooker or do you think no. natalie misheard trish you think so i listen all i'm saying is they're in the kitchen cook and hook are close enough i do not think there's no world no context where i see trish like knowing full well that natalie will take this to mike goes like <laughs> you hooker and then like proceeds to see, chop the turkey like that's not a thing that's happening okay i could see it but i could see it from the perspective of she makes a it's it's i didn't say you're a or you're a b i'm saying you're acting like a b where it's like oh that yeah oh yes like a hooker would do you know what i mean well she I didn't call you it, a hooker i just said no, you're acting like a hooker no trisha's sense of humor is very similar to mike's well obviously at the at the thanksgiving dinner she makes the joke of, well, Ron says, how long have you two been married? And she says, well, to each other. You mean to each other? And then laughs and goes, oh, just, you know, just yanking your chain a little bit. So she does jokes like that. I'm sure there could have been a joke where hooker was a word in the setup or the punchline somewhere. And Natalie, I mean, she's done this before, right? With the, with the root beer. Like, oh, it says beer. It's beer now. It's beer. It's decided. So I do think mm-hmm. that could have happened. But also, do I think that there would have been any situation where there's been zero malice? No. Natalie, Trish is being malicious. Natalie's being malicious. They're both doing it very obviously. And they're just, Thanksgiving is a very awkward time for everybody. I mean, and then poor Ron, who I, this is the first I've heard of Ron, I guess, Trish's Same. roommate. Who yes, is Trish's this man? Roommate Ron. Her roommate, Ron. Yeah, no, I roommate Ron coming in. I mean, he seemed pleasant enough. Yeah, compared. He, he, honestly, he means well. any, anyone would seem pleasant compared to the three of them together. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
You could uh, put Andre like, in there and you'd be like, oh, who is who is this guy? Dude, I really like him. Jovi would be my favorite if he was at this. Oh, beer. yeah. Jovi would be the best. Be, wow. OK, yeah. Now I see why Yara is with him because he's not complete garbage like these other people. <laughs> it's it's yeah it's very hard when you you'd have to really go like dig and and <laughs> compare them to the worst of the worst but in the presence of them in the grand scheme of things jovi this deadbeat douchebag is not as bad as these horrible like mentally manipulating people who are just having these very obvious fights in front of everyone but in the pleasant smiley way i hated it I, it was it- so uncomfortable it was so, so yeah. awkward and so uncomfortable, especially when yeah. Trish asked about babies. Trish, you, one, you know the answer to this. Also, Mike being a complete jerk, because when they first met, Mike and Natalie were together. Natalie brought up the conversation about having kids. And Mike was like, no, I would never do that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. And it's just ugh, ugh, uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. And next week's not going to get easier. Next week, it looks like the transformation's complete and Mike's going to fully take his mom's side. And Natalie's going to be mad in the car. They're going to smash the, like, close the door on her face. And then his mom's going to say, give her 5K and send her back to Ukraine. So they're going to be a hot mess. It's just going to be a total destruction. I'll tell you this, Liana. I know (laughs) that you enjoy talking 90 day. And I know you've been loving these last two weeks on the podcast. Let me be brutally honest. Talking about Mike and Natalie for what feels like 25 weeks in a row. Don't love that for me. It's rough. I'm I am more than happy to hand you back or hand this back to Rob. So have it fun. really is like a hot potato, and you're giving it to him at the peak of like, mm-hmm. hey, take it back now. Deal with this fallout, please. <laughs> okay, he I have fun. I'm done the, now. It's it's well, like he gets the Kalani and Asuelu though. He gets the Kalani and Asuelu sex shop though, which I know you would have loved to talk about. That's true. I guess. Ah, uh, yeah. I guess. I guess that's true. But it's. Mm, I'm. I'm. I can handle that. Yeah. You, I think you'll be okay. I think you'll be okay. Okay. Andre and Libby, you ready? Why are you saying it like I need to buckle up? <laughs> because there's a physical altercation on a boat. How fun! Very fun. Very awkward and very fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, classic uh this family try, loves trying <laughs> trying for a spin-off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's exactly what it is. They're like the knockoff knockoff. They're like the knockoff of the family Chantel, who is a knockoff of the Kardashians, who is a knockoff of and the story continues. It's very much like, ooh, we're this family, but we all have our flaws. Ooh, here's Charlie. He's an up and comer daddy's boy who wears boat clothes to look smart, but he looks like a giant toddler that got dressed by his mommy. Like Mm -hmm. it's very much that energy all the way through, but we're not even there yet. We should talk about first the conversation between Andre and Chuck, where Andre goes to Chuck with the decision that I need to tell him, I need this job. You need to sort this stuff out. And he says, listen, if it's called manipulation, it is what it is. I don't care. I'm doing it. And for the most part, he gets his way with Chuck. Yes. Uh, I mean, I thought this was interesting because I thought it was fun to see Andre. Part of me was trying to tell the difference between what he thought was real and what he was using as as manipulation, what he was exaggerating, because it felt like they didn't have a really good grasp. The lawyer really scared them into what could be a possibility if he's not working. But Chuck actually probably doesn't even really care. 
because Truck seems super impressed with Andre's work ethic. He's probably thinking, this guy works harder than any of my deadbeat children. Of course I would want to hire him. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's the same thing if they were with Mike and Natalie and Trish. And it's like, okay, the, Mike, Natalie and Trish are, are Jen, Charlie, and the other one. And Andre is the one who's looking pretty, pretty good. Yeah, in the, in the grand scheme of things, 1,000%. Because I think that it's very clear. I think outside of even when, when um, what's his name? Even when, drawing a blank, sorry. Oh, even when. Charlie. Charlie, no, no, Andre. Oh, even when Andre. Andre brings up the whole, like, listen, if I get deported, I'm taking your daughter and my and your granddaughter with me. So you have to keep me employed. And they make it seem like, oh, my God, Chuck's like, Ooh, we have to fix this. I think overall, Chuck and Andre are in a good space. I 1000% believe that. But we've talked about this before. Chuck has the spot of a jellyfish when it comes to confronting his own family. He does not have a, like, as the leader of the round table or like the head of the table, whatever, head of household, whatever. I don't think he's got a full control of it ever. Mm. And I think that I'll put, yes, sir, go ahead. Well, no, no, no. I, I think he does eventually do it. It's just, it's too, too little too late. Yes. I think that it's been, it's been too late. And I think that the obvious problem for him has been, well, the kids aren't getting along and there's nothing I can do about it. So here's what I'm going to do. Andre, you work with me now. We'll work together. We'll go through it together. And that's the plan. That's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, that's, and like Andre gets what he wants. So Andre is very happy about that. Very, very happy about that. I love that for um, Andre in that specific moment. Now yeah. it's going to be get, interesting. Yeah. Then we get to the dumb and dumber portion of this family. So I would like for you to take it away. The boat. Oh, this is 100%. And this is 100% why I feel it feels so family Chantel knockoffy is because let's just, sure, let's all rent a boat where we're all going to be together and go on these various hijinks on the seven seas. And now we're going to rent an RV and we're going to go on hijinks across the country. Oh, it's so bad. At least now we know how the RV factors into everything. Yeah, I love my favorite part of the quick RV discussion they had was him talking about Chuck talking about, hey, so we're going to have a family reunion in Maryland for, you know, Pappy's turning 86. This might be like the last time and all that stuff. So that part to me was like, okay, like I I see what's going on here. But then I love that someone yells out during a pandemic. And he's like, well, I figured it out. You know, we don't want anyone flying. So we're going to get an RV and we're going to drive up there all together. And I thought, homeboy, half your family's not talking to each other. How do you think this is a good idea? In what world is this a good idea? (laughs) What are you doing? And in an RV, which is already a confined space, it's not just that they're all staying together. Because if they were all staying together in one house, that's one thing. But if they're in an RV, I don't care how large these RVs Chuck thinks they're going to be. They're just not going to be big enough to contain all of these personalities. If you get an RV with even 12 people who really like each other, there will be problems. There will be problems like this is not going to be an easy feat. And with this family, literally, they wouldn't last 30 minutes in it. Well, I guess we're going to find out because we know that they're going to get an RV because we saw that in the this season on. 
right? So the, yeah, well, because we see him back into something. Here's the yes. thing for me though. I tried to Google RVs. Mm-hmm. Most of the ones that I could see had a capacity of up to 10. So I don't know how they're gonna fit all these people in an RV, unless this is the most expensive, the biggest RV. But then no, no. I think you found one? No, 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 no. Oh, So uh, this is what I want to, this is what I'm trying to figure out with them. So based on what Chuck said, I think Chuck's thing was, hey, um, so we want to get all the family together. And then Libby said, during the pandemic, what are you talking about? This RV service is for his family. He's not dealing with the aunts and the uncles that are invited to Pappy's 86th. They're doing their own thing. They're doing their own thing. Like the to me to me that he he's not sure. in charge of them. Yeah. Well, he was he was going to be taking up. But yeah, but what I'm saying is that he said. I mean, just look at them. There's at least what four siblings, all with spouses plus mm-hmm. Chuck. That's at least nine plus children. Right. That's a lot of people. Yeah, I guess even they passed that ten mark. And that, yeah, mm-hmm. and that's just the people on that boat. Yeah, it's, it's not a lie to you. Not again. <laughs> I've never been less into a, an RV, mm-hmm. but now I'm more into. The last time I was into an RV was when the movie RV came out with um, JoJo, of course, and RIP Classic. Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, good times, good times. And um, who are the other two people in that movie? I don't remember, but JoJo is a good reference for now because obviously JoJo was on. Spoiler alert: The Mass Singer. There you go. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. I think the the my favorite part though about this is the segue into the big fight where Charlie says something something along the lines of oh two days in an RV with a guy who's trying to take advantage of you to which mm-hmm. Libby appropriately claps back well how is he taking advantage of him and then Charlie gives the best rebuttal which I'm planning on using in the future which is well how is he not taking advantage of him mm-hmm. so I'm really excited to use this in my daily life thank you Charlie the Charlie defense again, Charlie. There are a lot of people I do not like on this show, right? Charlie is the one I like the least. Genuinely. I just can't handle this dummy and his mouth breathing ways. And the way he just like opens his mouth and says, he's taking advantage of our father. Like, no, you, you've just said this for seven years and you're not letting go. That's what it is. That's really mm-hmm. all it is. And I, mm-hmm. and I don't like it. And I'm very upset about this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Charlie's the absolute worst. I think, I think I don't even think he would come out looking good if you put him in the Mike Natalie Trish kerfuffle. He would just he would still be garbage. Oh, my then, God. Yeah, that would. I will, I, honestly, <laughs> I would turn the TV off. I, I don't think I'd cover that segment. I just I'd mute it and move on. I really don't think I could have. I'd love that. If we could have this to real life for 90 day people where we take the worst 90 day people and make them live in a house together, I would 100% watch that show. If you're listening Discovery Plus, please make it happen. I'd love to watch it. That could be fun. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But then, of course, we get the sort of drunk girl fight outside of a bar thing going on with Libby and her sisters. And there's some wine thrown and there. Have you ever been involved in a wine thrown incident? I don't think I'm. I was actually trying to think about that. I don't think I've ever. Have I ever thrown a drink on someone? I don't think so. And I don't think anyone's thrown a drink on me. I feel like it's a very Liana move to at one point in college have thrown a drink on somebody, but I don't think I have. 
Wow, you've thrown a drink on somebody before? No, I'm saying I don't. I have not. But it sounds like a very me thing to do in college. Gotcha. I see, I see, I see, I see. Um, I have never thrown a drink at anybody. And I don't think I've ever had a drink thrown at me. Outside of like, you know, you throw water at each other. But like, that doesn't joke Like jokingly. Yeah, 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 right. yeah. Yeah, that doesn't, no, 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 that doesn't count. Yeah. No aggressive, I'm going to pour this beverage in your face. No. Next time we get into a fight, you want to go out in the back and throw some wine at each other just to say we've done it? I think we need that. No? no. You're okay with that? Okay. Yeah, I don't think that's bonding that we're missing out on. No, it's not bucketless material? No, 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 no. No, no, no. okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. What else went on with them here? So yeah, they keep fighting. She doesn't like it. It's all a mess. They want to fix the issues. Jen inserts herself as Jen does the third sister here. Um, Wait, then, what are the uh, sisters? It's Jen, Libby, and what's the other one's name? Becky. 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 I yes, believe Becky. it's Elizabeth, Rebecca, and Jennifer. Sure. That, yeah. that would make sense. Yeah. So, so this is just all a mess. Um, Libby, I do love the one thing I do love here is that we've always seen this. Libby will not let her family talk down to her husband. And I really mm-hmm. appreciate that. She will reprimand him when he's being a whole ass, but she will not let other people do that. And I love that about it. Uh, Cause I also think here's the, here's my hot take, right? I do not think Andre's done anything wrong. I think the problem here is that Andre does have ulterior motives in that well first of all he wants the green card second of all like he wants to maintain his green card not like he's out here for a green card but then second of all he's out here um he wants that 100k to open his own business so this is his way of getting in there but they're acting like he's completely bamboozled chuck but he's told him all this like chuck knows everything so there's no taking advantage of there's no bamboozling you can't bamboozle someone who's who knows all the bamboozle traps and says i'm in they're bamboozing mm-hmm. themselves of anything. It's not a thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, it's, it's tough because I think there's a lot of miscommunication. Really, if the family cared about solving their problems, which clearly they don't, it just, they just got to learn to communicate. Chuck, you know, look, be, be a better boss, Chuck. Get, just get down to brass tacks. Get your family in line. They just seem to be the kids are all entitled. They're annoying. They think that they deserve blah, 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 blah. And anyone who comes in and threatens that perceived sense of security obviously is trying to take advantage of them. You know what I mean? My favorite, though, in all of this is everyone in this family is hot headed and has opinions to like, you know, they're foaming at the mouth to get out. But then there's Becky's husband, who is like the chillest person who doesn't say anything. And he just kind of stands there and then gets called, gets roasted by being called the rich husband. And the, the, the name calling with Becky and Libby was embarrassing for two adults, like do better. This was very like going into someone's face and being saying stuff like, why are you crying though? Why are you crying? It's I hate that. Stop that. That is you can do. <laughs> Why you mad though? Why you mad though? Why you mad though? I yeah. I loved that. What was the scene? I think it was earlier when Chuck had to make them apologize to each. All right, go apologize to your sister. This very much felt like that. Okay, the afterwards <laughs> we're gonna get the aftermath of. All right, go apologize to your sister. Yeah, yeah. I. 
it's it's embarrassing. It's just it's awkward. It's embarrassing. But ultimately, again, it wasn't the worst fight or beef in the episode, so I can't be mad at it. I was okay with mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. We've we've seen more visceral, actually intending harm fights. Yes, but this is still entertaining to me. It. I mean, I'm I can take this. I can definitely. I'm okay with it. And ultimately, here are the big takeaways. Chuck and Andre are going to do a one-on-one thing from now on. No more dealing with the with the children's. Uh, mm-hmm. No more dealing with the with the family. So that's good. Then next week we're gonna see Jen and Libby and Becky. I'm assuming more people, maybe, but the sisters are getting together to pro- hopefully hash the beef. I think. Mm, we shall see. I'm curious. The fact that we didn't see any preview of another fight it makes me feel at least they somewhat were able to bury the hatchet. But you never know with them. We know if there was a fight, they they would they love sharing that stuff with us. So right, that would be easy. I hope they'll be okay. I mean, they have that big RV trip to take, so they really need to all be on good terms. Cannot wait for the old RV trip. <laughs> oh boy, I don't think it'll be anything like the movie. Uh it could never. It could never. No, none of these people have redeeming qualities. So <laughs> oh, already, God. it's not. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. So, Liana, is there anything else you would like to uh, talk about with regards to 90 Day? Do you have, or do you you have any predictions you want to make? Anything of that kind of sort? Oh, man. I don't know. Put them all in a spaceship, send them to the moon. We don't need them anymore. (laughs) To the moon. All right. Well, Liana, this was lovely as always. I believe next week Rob will be back. But I don't think this is the last I'll hear of you. We'll see. I'm I mean, sure I I'll be. You, so. <laughs> well, that's a, you specifically. This is absolutely not the last you will hear from me. You'll hear from me in approximately five minutes right after we shut off when we go watch Survivor South Africa. But I'm sure I will be lurking around the 90 day fiance streets. I'm always here complaining about logistics and when they prop- improperly edit events that happen in the 90 day fiance timeline. You know, I'm around. Yes, exactly. Um, sorry, where can people find you? Oh, I can do my plugs. You can find me on Twitter at Liana RHAP. If you're interested in some Liana podcasts, check out the reality TV wrap ups thread. And my sister and I did coverage of Lego Masters season two, episode one, which was a ton of fun and was just some great bants. So I think you should definitely check that out. Great, great bants indeed. That's lovely. No, Liana's takeover has been very fun to watch. Oh, I did and an Instagram takeover. Yeah, I did that. I did that on the Yeah, Instagram. you did do that. And I, I somehow did. have been part of some that I did not recall you recording. So it's been very funny um, for me to discover as I go along here as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I did that. And then, <laughs> you did do that, Liana. Good for you. Thank you. <laughs> um, as far as I go, um, I... You can find me on Twitter at Puyaism. You can find me twitch.tv slash Puya. I've been streaming every day for the month of June. The streak is staying alive. We had, we started with a 12 hour subathon stream and, and it's just been more and more fun as we go along. So definitely come check out, say hi. We always do appreciate that. Um, and as far as other plugs going on around the podcast sphere, let me tell you what's going on on RHAP from this past week and the week to come. So. The 19th best season of Survivor was decided by the audience, by the, by the, by the listeners. It was Cook Islands. Cook Islands was the one that was voted on 
Okay. But Rob was not there. Instead, Taryn took over and did this with Mari and Matt. It was, I think it's now currently the longest of the uh, seasons in review. So definitely go check that out. It was a good time. This week will be the 18th best season of Survivor. It's going to be Palau. And that's going to be with Lita Brillman and Chantel Francis with, I believe, Rob back in the picture for this one. So definitely check out that one when it comes out. Outwit, Outplay, Outlist was not absent in coverage. Outwit, Outplay, Outlist came back once more with Mike and Shannon and Sasha talking about the iconic merge tribe names. America indeed, folks. Uh, they talked all about the, that one and more over on OOO or Outwit, Outplay, Outlist, which I keep meaning to say outlast, so I'm glad I have to do it slowly. It works. Twish Ultimate Trivia will be back this week with a special host. <gasps> Who? Who could it be? I'm sure it's someone really special and someone really important. Well, it's definitely someone who's not afraid to say words here and there. It's Liana Boris, ladies and gentlemen. Liana Boris will be hosting the Twish Ultimate Trivia. That's me! Be next. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> true, truly someone special. <laughs> Are you pumped? Oh, 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 I'm so pumped. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be there and I'm gonna try to remember Survivor. It has been, I kid you not, it was like Survivor went off the air and I just completely forgot what Survivor was. And I'm gonna have a little tough time jumping back into it. Ask me anything about Survivor South Africa. I think I'm good to go. I think this is all US though. So it might be a little bit more challenging. Mm hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, then there's one other thing, Liana, that you're going to be involved with that I'm going to plug here. Oh, and me? that is. Yeah. Yeah. This upcoming Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern, we've got a special mafia. And that is the podcasters mafia RHAP edition. That's right. On. This is going to be simulcast over on the RHAP YouTube page. So Rob is a podcast YouTube page, as well as twitch.tv slash RHAP, where me and my guest on the panel, Liana, will That's be me. that again. Welcome back to the panel. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> We're someone be... very special. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's all good um, we're going to be passing judgment on all of our friends and their capabilities in the game of Mafia some are going to get further some are going to get you know, less further we're going to talk about all that so that'll be a fun time Jordan of course will be the I, I still do not know what you call the the Mafia director like he because we're hosting the panel the commentary but then he's hosting the game I think I still don't know the verbiage. He's, he's like, fine. okay, no, no, no. Think about it like sports. We're the commentators in the booth, and he's the umpire. Yes, he is the umpire. Right. Yeah, that's what that's what we'll go with for now. Uh, but that'll be happening Thursday, seven PM Eastern. So have to check that out and uh, follow RHAP on the social media handles. Of course, Twitter is at Rob has a podcast, all spelled out. And then Instagram is at R-H-A-P Grams. That's the letter R, the letter H, the letter A, the letter P, the letter G-R-A-M-S. All right. That brings us to the end of this episode. We hope you've had a great time with us. Tune in next week when we talk about season six, episode eight of 90 Day Fiance, Happily Ever After. But until then, take care, stay hydrated, and remember... You are way better than Mike, Natalie, or Trish can ever be. 
You are way better than Ron. You're way better than Jovi. You are way better than anyone that's made an appearance on this show. And for that, you should be grateful. Take care, everyone. Bye. Support for this podcast comes from our friends over at Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do, and it's hard work, but you know it's easy bundling with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your home and car insurance. It's a good thing, too. If you're busy enough, go to geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit geico.com today.